intern is extremely cute. All right, granted, her face at least, no question. It's like God smiling on sunshine. And she's cool, she quote-unquote gets it. But still, I plan that after this morning's pretend awkward goodbye, which hopefully will happen in a mere couple of hours, to never see her again. For the moment, however, she is totally crashed, and it's around 6 a.m., and I'm not really tired, which may have something to do with the stimulants we were ingesting at the bar where we met. What's up, she said as I turned around, spun, really, why, I'm not sure, sloshing a double Rittenhouse rocks in my right hand. I was meeting this friend of mine, Seth Crawlman, playwright-turned-pot-dealer-turned-yoga-guru, but he was blowing me off. What a surprise. Don't I know you, she said. No, I said, never having seen the girl in my life. Yes, yes, I do know you, she said. You got the tuna. And then she told me it was she who brought the big sashimi platters into the editing session for us at lunchtime, the Viva paper towel editing session at the edit house where she worked. And she remembered me because I requested the Oma bluefin, rarest and most expensive of fish. It was like $90 a roll, and I barely touched the thing. I thought it was pretty lame, she said, for the price. That's cool, I said. Do you always eat people's leftovers? Do you always waste really expensive food that is A, on the endangered list, and B, caught by slave labor? She asked cocking her head to the earnest side and waiting for an answer. Um, I'm looking for a friend of mine, I said. No, you're not, she said. No? No, you're buying me a drink, aren't you? Maggie Mallory Margot is an intern at Unkindest Cuts, and I posted a slew of financial services commercials there two years ago, so they owe me big time. I'm not saying they told her she had to go home with me. I think she did that for her own reasons, and because she drank too much, thanks mostly to my largesse. Now, sleeping there, she looks a bit more fleshy than I remember, curled up on the floor, pale, motionless. But I must say, she's quite good-looking. I make a mental note that she probably ranks in the upper third quadrant of girls I have ever had quasi-sexual relations with in terms of physical attractiveness. When you look at her in a certain light or from a certain angle, she's feral, and her eyes cradle a syrupiness you can almost taste. What would Howard Rourke say about her? He was no writer, but would always do something, something bold and innovative, writing being the opposite of that. I tap a note into my phone, Idea for short film, what if Howard Rourke gave a TED talk? I think about wanking, but I don't. Then I decide not to go back into my bedroom because I can't sleep and because I want to make sure she doesn't wake up and steal something from me. So I sit down at my desk in the living area and take a look at the latest draft of the screenplay I am writing, which is called either Game Theory or Kill Screen or Mad Decent. I haven't decided yet. I've been writing it for three years, and I am still trying to figure out the inciting incident, which is the most important thing, at least according to some book I bought in L.A. when I lived there.
Every guy in advertising is working on a screenplay they will never complete, but I have more drive and discipline than most, so maybe I will. Although, I am still on page two.